الحمد للہ وقفا السلام علیہ آباد فاؤز باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم والذین جاہدو فینا لنہدینہم سبولنا سبحان ربک رب العزت اما یصفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمد للہ رب العالمین اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آل سیدنا مبارک وسلم اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آل سیدنا محمد مبارک وسلم ٹوڈین دس شیخ مدوہ حدیث which is from Mishkat Sharif. The Nabi Alayhi Salaam said that Allah Ta'ala demands, O son of Adam, devote yourself to my worship. I shall make you feel contented and remove your poverty. But if you do not do so, I shall keep you busy with worldly engagements and will not remove your poverty. So Allah Ta'ala is saying in this hadith, so this is a hadith Qudsi, that if you devote yourself to the abudiyat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, if you devote yourself to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to fulfilling his commandments, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in your wealth. He will remove you from your poverty. But if you keep on being busy in these worldly engagements and become ghafil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you think that it's only asbab that will bring you wealth and you don't turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you don't worship him the way it is, he should be worshipped. Then Allah ta'ala is saying, I will keep you busy. Hmm? I will keep on making you busy and more busy in your worldly engagements and I will not remove your poverty. Allah Akbar. Then there is another hadith that Shaykh Al-Hadith mentioned over here. The Nabi Islam said, He who reserves his devotion to Allah alone, making himself subservient to him alone, Allah Ta'ala himself fulfill all his needs and provides for him from such sources as he could never imagine. And he who makes the worldly gains his sole concern, Allah SWT leaves him alone to deal with the world. So over here, <coughs> the hadith does not say that do not make use of asbab. It's saying whoever turns to the worldly engagements alone, that means they have this belief in their heart that only their worldly engagements are giving them the risk hmm? and it's not the barak of Allah SWT and they're not turning towards Allah SWT, then Allah Taala will keep them engaged in the world only. Hmm? And they will have less barakah, they will have, they will have less risk in, in their lives. Another hadith narrated by Hazrat Anas Ritala Anhu, Rabbi Ali Salaam once said, A person whose sole concern is for worldly interests, sole concern is for worldly interests, undertakes journey for the same and remains preoccupied with it all the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always makes him fear the impending poverty and hunger. Thus, much of this time is wasted, much of his time is wasted in such idle cares because he can only get as much as he has been decreed for him. And if someone concentrates on the hereafter, making it the sole aim of his life, undertakes journey for the same and remains preoccupied with it all the time, Allah SWT protects him from worldly cares, grants him self-sufficiency and bestows upon him an unconcern about material things. So in this hadith, Allah SWT is telling us, that Nabi Islam has narrated this, that that person who is only concerned with the world, hmm, and he thinks that this is all that will get me something, he will keep on being busy in the world, but that person who is worried about the akhirah, hmm, makes it the sole aim of his life. So he knows that earning is halal, halal earning halal and tayyab is okay, 
but his sole concern is the akhirah that he can be answerable to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he undertakes journey for the same so this is a hadith that, that person is actually making journey in order to improve his akhirah in order to improve his connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to be in the company of pious people so he can more, learn more deen and he remains preoccupied with it all the time so he is always thinking about the akhirah he is always thinking about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants to improve himself hmm? always want to purify himself what happens allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects him from worldly cares allah taala removes those worldly tensions worldly depressions hmm? worldly thoughts that all the time are coming in his mind allah taala makes him have itminan hmm? itminan allah bi zikrillah tatma'innul qulub that's what allah taala gives him and grants him self sufficiency and bestows upon him an unconcern about material things so allah subhanahu wa taala gives him baraka in whatever he already has hmm? and allah taala makes him unconcerned about material things so now before he used to always think that how will i earn how will i give it to my wife and my children hmm? how will i get better schooling for my children better health better standard of living he is still working in the world but now his concern is the akhirah so it's all about the niyyah it's all about the objective of life first his objective was that i just want to earn i want to earn more and i want to earn more and more i want to increase my standard of living hmm? and that's why all the time he used to think about dunya when will be my next promotion when can i expand my business how can i expand my business when can i make a better deal day night whatever he was sleepless at nights if he had some problem in business he was sleepless at nights his sala was full of business thoughts everything was overwhelming he was overwhelmed with business thoughts but now the, that same person is running the same shop he is running the same business he is doing the same job hmm? but his thought his concern is about the akhirah so what changes only the thoughts and his concern change he is still making deals he is still expanding his business he is still trying to do well in his job but his concern turned towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ajeeb so allah taala saying that i will take his worldly worries out what allah taala is saying in other words is that allah taala will take care of his dunya allah taala will take care of his dunya allah taala will give him baraka in his dunya and he will just be concerned about akhirah allah akbar then there is another hadith that nabi rasulullah said whoever seeks what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in store for him in the hereafter living with nothing except the skies as a cover and using the ground as a bed and having no anxiety for worldly things will have food without having to till the land and get fruit to eat without having to plant a garden he is the one who puts his trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and always struggles to win his pleasure so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints the skies and the earth to procure him his livelihood never do they hesitate to bring him the sustenance he desires in this way he gets all his provisions without the fear of reckoning on the day of judgment so this hadith is actually telling us that even if you leave everything you will allah taala will still give you the risk hmm? this is an extreme level that allah nabi sallam is saying and even if you leave everything allah taala will still give you what you what is decreed for you hmm? so this is taqdeer Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has written every morsel of risk that will go in your mouth has already been decreed for you hmm? so this should be our iman that even if you leave everything still Allah Ta'ala will give you the risk another hadith the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said 
that whoever makes this world his only concern, whoever makes this world his only concern, Allah SWT causes his affairs to be disturbed with a variety of worries. He is all the time haunted by the fear of privation and yet he cannot get more than his allotted portion of worldly goods. So this is what Nabi Islam is saying that whatever has been written for you, you will get that risk. Hmm? Whatever has been already decreed for you, you will get that only. You can just increase or decrease in barakah. So if you're always worried about dunya, always worried about, worried about earning more, that worry will not actually increase your wealth. It's only increasing your worry. Hmm? So you should be worried about the akhirah. Then Hazrat Anas Anhu reports that Nabi Islam once said that there are four things that are signs of misfortune. Number one, tearless eyes. Eyes that do not shed tears from fear of Allah SWT. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this, Nabi Islam is saying, this is what misfortune is. Misfortune doesn't mean that you lose a deal in business. Misfortune doesn't mean that you lost your job. Misfortune doesn't mean that you're not getting a promotion. Hmm? Misfortune is actually to have tearless eyes. That you get Ramadan, you get Itikaf, you get, you get Tahajjud Duas, hmm? you get Duas before Aftar, but still your eyes are tearless on your sins. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? Tearless eyes, this is one of the biggest misfortunes. Secondly, hard-heartedness, that is having a heart that is not softened by the thoughts of the Akhirah, not moved to sympathy for others. So a person who becomes hard-hearted, hmm? he goes to Bayans, he's still hard-hearted. He cannot make dua. He's always hard-hearted. He's hard towards other people. He's not soft towards the creation of Allah SWT. Not soft towards the makhluk. That's another misfortune. That's why we come to such gatherings. Allah Taala makes a heart soft in these gatherings. And when we do the zikr of Allah SWT, a heart becomes even more soft towards Allah Taala. It turns more towards the akhirah. It has more yearning towards the love of Allah Taala. It has more yearning towards the Akhirah. The whole point of coming is to make our heart soft. Because this dunya, this world has made our heart so hard. It's become a rock. We need to melt this rock. We need to bring it back into what it was initially. Soft, tender emotions. Having love for Allah SWT. Having love for Nabi Islam. Having love for the Mu'mineen. Having love for each and every one of us. Having love for the community. So that's the second misfortune, having a hard heart. The third misfortune is having high hopes about distant future. Ya Allah, it sits so well on us. Hmm? Having high hopes about the distant future. The corporate world tells you, make a 20 year plan, make a 15 year plan, make a 10 year plan. Where will you be in 5 years? Hmm? Very high hopes. There is once, I'll just tell you a story. There was once a person who went to a professor. The professor was a wali of Allah SWT. And this is an MBA student. So the MBA student went to the professor and told him, I made my 20 year plan. This professor was like, fine, show it to me. So he's like, I'm going to graduate in this year. I'm going to get this job hmm, in this industry. I will work in so for so many years. Then I will switch my job. Then I will get this experience. Then I will move out of the country. I will get some regional experience. Then I will open up a business and do this. And I open up a consultancy and do this. Very high hopes. Hmm? Very bright future. He made a whole 20 year plan. So the professor was a value of Allah He said the plan looks very good. 
But you're missing one important thing in this. He's like, what? I've thought about it so hard. Hmm? What am I missing? Tell me. He's like, you haven't mentioned death in this. A student was, hmm? He's shocked. He's gripped with fear. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm coming with you with my 20 year career plan and you're telling me that you missed death in this. The professor was like, yeah. Have you ever thought that these 20 years you can die at any point? Allah, a student then, he was like, you're right. I haven't thought about that. Because he, because he didn't think about that, there was no mention of Akhirah in the 20 years. There was no plan that I, what I want to do this Ramadan, what I want to do in the next Ramadan, how much do I want to increase in my Ibadah, how much do I want to increase in my Sadaqah, how much do I want to give to the poor, how much I want to give to Zakat, hmm? how much more close towards Allah SWT I want to come, how many more sins I want to leave, how many more Nawafil I want to pray, how much more I want to care for my parents, how much more I want to care for the Muslim community, hmm? what ilm of deen I want, nothing, only a corporate 20 year plan, so this is what's happened. All of our hopes and all of our expectations are from the dunya and we completely forget the akhirah. Completely forget the akhirah. And this is what the corporate world is teaching us. Hmm? Have high hopes. Have higher hopes. And this is what actually leads to breaking your heart because you have hopes in the dunya and Allah SWT is telling us to have hopes with Him and Him only. So if you don't have high hopes with the dunya, even if your promotion is delayed by one year, you will not be heartbroken. Hmm? You, will, you will be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you still have a job. There's, there will be so many people who actually lost their job. Hmm? So that's the third misfortune. Having high hopes about the distant future. And the fourth misfortune is greediness about worldly gains. Greediness. So a person gets this much, he wants this much. That person who gets this much, he wants mu- much more. So you're never content with what you get. That's why Mashaik teaches in dunya you should always look at people who are below you. So I don't know what salaries you get in South Africa. Just an assumption. If someone's earning let's say $40,000 a year so he wants $60,000 a year. Hmm? Who is getting $60,000 a year? He wants $100,000 a year. He's not looking at that person who's getting half of him and he has a bigger family to support. He's not looking at that person who cannot save. Hmm? What he's saying is, I cannot save enough. I cannot save enough. What is this enough? There is no limit to the enough. Hmm? I just have a few investments. The people who don't have even any assets, that all of their earning is going into expenditure. You should make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have something hmm, that you can give a shade to your family. Hmm, you can give halal food to your children. You should make shukar. But this world is just a, it's a tremendous cycle. A tremendous cycle. Hmm. You want to get more and more and more. That's it. And this a saying of the Sahaba Kram that Abu Darda Ritala Anhu once exhorted, pe- once exhorted people. He said, O people, what is the matter with you? I see that because of death, the number of ulama among you is decreasing day by day and the ignorant among you do not care to acquire knowledge. Start acquiring it 
because the death of ulama a time should come when you may find no one to instruct you in religious knowledge properly i see that you are greedy for hoarding provisions even though your share is preordained but you neglect acquiring knowledge and performing good deeds for which you have been made responsible i see the worst among you are those who look on zakat as a fine do not observe salah at the proper time and neglect recitation of the holy quran ya allah so even at the at the time of sahaba kiram hmm at the time of sahaba kiram the sahaba are giving nasiha to the fellow sahaba kiram and to the tabeen that i see that ulama are decreasing and your talab hmm yet you're not going after the ulama to get the ilm in other words in today's time you're not going after the ulama and mushay to get spiritual knowledge or beneficial beneficial knowledge the same talab that you have in the dunya to get more dunya you don't have that same talab for the ilm of deen hmm for the marifat of allah subhanahu wa taala for the feelings that the sahaba kiram had we don't have that same talab we have a lot of talab to get the dunya so that's why if you see in the dunya you want to get one degree hmm you get a bachelor's then you get a master's then you want to get another master's then you want to get a phd allah over then you will get dual phd's there is no limit to it then you get certifications hmm more and more and more certifications it's a tremendous cycle they can it can never stop you can keep on getting experience and expertise in one field and there's no ceiling and your talab there's more talab there's more talab why because it's linked to worldly benefits it's it's linked to your salary but if you look at deen you say we just want to do the farayz only hmm? there's no talab to learn the sunnah of nabi islam there's no talab to get that extra knowledge of the quran e kareem hmm? be content with what you have you don't want to increase in that you just comparing talabs if you want to balance then you should have at least balance means you should have the same talab you want to get one more degree in dunya you should want to get one more degree in deen hmm? you want to get one more certification you should have a certification of tajweed you want to get one more research in the dunya you should do more research on the sirah of nabi alaihi salam hmm you want to live you want to have more company with more professors you should have more company with the awliya allah at least it should be equal hmm we're not saying that deen should be talab should be more and dunya should be less at least balance it it should be equal so this is the talab that's that's very less now also especially in the educated class they don't want to do talab of deen they stagnant in their deen and they want to improve in their dunya hmm? that's why all of the time their mind is with the dunya how can we improve how can we improve how can we become more efficient and deen is the same and nabi islam said in a hadith that there are no two days in which the iman of a person remains stagnant which means either every day your iman is either increasing or it's decreasing if you think that it's stagnant and i'm fine it's actually decreasing it's a dhoka from shaitan hmm shaitan is is tricking you in this so if you don't increase in your deen also you're actually decreasing you should have the same talab in this then the next hadith it's also from mishkat sharif so nabi islam said he who loves this world does harm to his akhirah and he who loves this akhirah does seem to harm his worldly interests so give preference to what is everlasting over that which is short lived 
So then Shri Guru Adish explains this hadith. In this hadith there is a warning against love of this world. For love is the strongest of passions. And if you love someone for something, by and by the object of love, takes possession of your entire being. Hmm? So that is why Nabi Islam has persuaded us to cultivate a true love for the hereafter and warned us against adoring this world. Indeed, he, indeed one who loves this lowly world may sometimes perform virtuous deeds for the hereafter. But soon the passion for the worldly asserts itself and gradually the man becomes negligent in practice is valuable for the akhirah. Our elders have advised. So now Shri is actually quoting the Aliya Allah. Our elders have advised he who is enamored of this world cannot be guided into the right path even though all the great divines and sheikhs make a united effort to reform him. Similarly, he who renounces this world and shuns it cannot be led, led astray even though all the corrupt people make a united effort to, to tempt him away from the right path. So Shri is explaining this hadith in this way that if you love the Akhirah, hmm, love, if you love the Akhirah, then your dunya will also be okay. But if you love the dunya, hmm, not attaining dunya, if you give your heart to it, you love the dunya, then you will hurt your Akhirah. So loving the Akhirah will not hurt your dunya, but loving the dunya will hurt your Akhirah. Hmm. That's what I'm ashamed. Some of them, Allah SWT gave them a lot of wealth. But what Amishai teaches is that they had the dunya in their pockets and not in their heart. That's the difference. Having the dunya in your pockets and not in your heart. If you have the dunya in your pockets, then you will be like Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jirayim And the story that has already related about his ship, that a news came that his ship had sunk into the sea. He looked into his heart and he found no depression and he said, Alhamdulillah. Then the messenger came again and he said that, Ya Sheikh, it was not your ship. Your ship has arrived safely at port. He again looked deep into his heart. He saw no happiness from the worldly gain. Again he said, Alhamdulillah. So those are the awliya Allah. And they gave their heart only and only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they had dunya. They had a lot of dunya. Much more than we do right now. Hmm? But it was in their pockets, not in their heart. Allah Akbar. That's why they had no depression from losing dunya and they had not they had no happiness from gaining dunya. It was a mundane thing for them. Hmm? Mundane activity, a daily activity. And there's another hadith that Namir Islam said, He who indulges in a lustful life will be deprived of fulfilling his wishes in the akhirah. He who looks greedily towards the easy loving life of the well-to-do is regarded as a mean person in the kingdom of heaven. He who is contented with the minimum provision from Allah SWT will be allotted and abode in Jannatul Firdaus. So Nabi Islam is teaching us that that person who keeps looking at those people who have an easy life, so there might be some people who look at those businessmen that they have so many luxuries, hmm? their life is so peaceful, they don't know that that businessman also has more greed. Hmm? They're looking at the outward, you would say. They're looking at the zahir. That businessman has so much. He's living an easy life. What Nabi Islam is saying about this person? Hmm? That he will be deprived of fulfilling his wishes in the akhirah. Hmm? And he is regarded as a mean person in the kingdom of heavens. 
and that person who is already content with what he has already satisfied the shukr la in shakartum la azidannakum that he will do shukr allah subhanahu wa taala will grant him more that person is already content and satisfied will be allotted and abode in jannatul firdaus so this is a sign of those people who will go to jannatul firdaus that they will be content with their life they will be satisfied with their life then hazrat rukman alaihi salam he gave advice to his son has been mentioned in the holy quran it is said that he was a dark complexioned slave from abyssinia allah subhanahu wa taala bestowed his favors upon him and he came to be known as lukman the wise hmm? the hikmat of lukman alaihi salam according to some traditions allah subhanahu wa taala gave him a choice between kingship and wisdom he said that he preferred wisdom another hadith says that allah subhanahu wa taala asked lukman whether he liked to be a king and justly rule over the people he submitted oh my lord if it is a command from you i must obey for in that case i shall be assisted by you but if i am granted the choice to accept or to decline i would rather be excused i do not like to undertake the onerous responsibility the angels questioned him about it he said to them a ruler is always in a difficult situation tyranny and other evils surround him on all sides and everything depends upon whether he is divinely aided or not if he rules justly he can attain to salvation if not he is led astray from the path leading to jannah and it is far better to lead a humble life it is far better to lead a humble life rather than to lead an easy life in this world and do harm to one's life in the akhirah he who prefers this world to the akhirah suffers a double loss this world forsakes him sooner or later and he has no value in the akhirah the angels were greatly surprised at his remarks after this lukman went to sleep and allah subhanahu wa taala bestowed wisdom upon him allah akbar and this is someone who allah taala has mentioned in quran e kareem hmm mentioned in quran e kareem so lukman alaihi salam he chose hikmat he chose wisdom over kingship because he knew that becoming a king is difficult you have to be answerable to each and every person that you rule upon and each and every penny that you spend upon and you will have a big kingship you will have a big what you say um betul mal hmm? a big treasury and he will be responsible on each and every penny that is spent from that treasury but he knew if he lived a humble life if he had wisdom his akhira his answering will be easier so he chose wisdom and allah subhanahu wa taala accepted him and allah taala made zikr of him in the quran everyone who does tilawat of quran from nabi alaihi salam to sahaba kiram to all of the tabi'in 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 everyone till the day of judgment will read about luqman alaihi salam allah ajeeb and then luqman's advice to his son one of these runs like this oh my dear son sit in the company of the ulama frequently and listen carefully to what the wise men say for allah subhanahu wa taala gives life to the dead dead hearts by the noor of wisdom just as he revives the dead earth by having by heavy life giving rains they relate that once a stranger passed luqman alaihi salam while he was sitting among his followers the man said addressing luqman aren't you the bondsman of such and such tribe he replied yes i was a slave boy of that tribe the stranger asked again aren't you the one who used to graze the goats near such and such hill luqman replied yes i am the same person the man said then what has brought you to this noble position 
Luqman al-Islam replied, I was very particular about a few things and I observed them on all occasions. One is fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, truthfulness in speech, fulfilling a trust and avoiding useless talk. SubhanAllah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us the wisdom and hikmat of Hazrat Rasman al-Islam and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turn our hearts towards the akhirah and make our hearts yearn towards akhirah rather than yearning towards the dunya and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in all of dunya wa akhirah da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انا لله وانا اليه راجعون ان لله وانا اليه راجعون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله ولي الذين امنوا الله ولي الذين امنوا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم میں مراقبہ کلوز ایز ان باو یور ہیڈ امیجن اللہ سبحانہ تعالی از نور ان ہدایت از کمنگ ان یور ہارٹ ان یور قلب اینڈ سکریننگ یور ہارٹ فرام آل اف دا سنس اینڈ یور قلب از سینگ سائلنٹلی اللہ 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 لا اله الا الله ورسول الميك دعاء سبحان ربي الاعلى وهاب الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا غفور الا ربي كريم بميك نيت بدو ايصال ثواب وريب في ريد تو اور بلوود نبي السلام ربي كريم to all of the sahaba sahabiyat azillahu anhum ajma'in to all of the nabiyin siddiqin shuhada salihin to all of the sahaba of the anbiya to all of the tabi'in tabatabi'in mufassirin muhaddisin fuqaha ulama usulin mashayikh uzgan din to all of our abauna wa ajdaduna 
to all of the generations which have come before us, to the current generation, to all of the generations which will come after us, to all of the Mu'mineen, Muslimin, Mu'minat, Muslimat, Allah Rabbi Kareem, and specifically to the Mashaikh of Salsala Ali Naqshbandiya, Allah Rabbi Kareem, specifically to Hazrat Fazal Ali Qurayshi Rahmatullahi, Hazrat Khawaja Abdul Malik Siddiqui Rahmatullahi, Hazrat Peer Ghulam Habib Rahmatullahi, and to our beloved Hazrat Ji, Sheikh Zulfikar Ahmed, Naqshbandi Daun Barakatum Al-Aliya, Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us the share of these Mashaikhs throughout our lives, grant us Kunum As-Sadiqeen, grant us good company, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we spent 10 days in this itikaf, we want to pure ourselves, pure our hearts, Ya Allah. Make our heart Qalbun Saleem, purify our nafs, Ya Allah. Make our nafs, nafsun mutma'inna. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to go after this itikaf and go back into the same sins, go back into the same ghaflat. We want to have your zikr, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to stamp your name on our hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want, to, we want to remember you day and night, morning and evening, by sleeping while awake. We want to have all the time, we want to have your zikr, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we want to love you and only you. We want you, we want to yearn for the akhirah. We don't want to yearn for the dunya. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us barakah in dunya and akhirah both. But make us love the akhirah only. Remove the worldly love from our hearts. Remove the worldly worries from our minds. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant all of us halal, tayyab, risk, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Grant all of us halal, tayyab, risk, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us easy for us, Ya Allah. Make us easy for us to focus on akhirah, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to give more time to the akhirah. We want to worry about our akhirah. We want to worry about the day of judgment. We want to, be, we want to worry about standing in front of you. We want to worry about standing in front of Nabi Al-Islam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us your love. Grant us the love for Nabi Salaam. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, whatever we have heard in this itikaf, make us do amal on that. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us ilm nafi. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us to pursue more on the ilm of deen, for the marfat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the ilm of the seerah of Nabi Salaam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us more ittibai sunnah in our lives. Make us love the sunnah. Want to do everything as for the sunnah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, Keep granting us good company. Don't get, keep us away from bad company. And grant us good company. Rabbana taqabbal minna. Inna ka anta samiul alim. Atubu ilayna. Inna ka anta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibi Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya rahmatika ya arhamur rahimin.